Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Norm, and we are back for episode 13, number 13 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Uh, today, David is going to start into the um, LDS plan of salvation, starting out with the pre-existence. And so, as usual, we're just going to let him kind of do his thing, and I will stop and talk when necessary. And so, hopefully, we'll be able to get through this without a bunch of YouTube ads again. So, let's jump in, shall we? Hey guys, Dave here. You know those quiet moments in life when you're looking at the stars and you just kind of ask God in your head, Where do I come from? Why did you send me here? Well, today we're going to see how the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would answer those questions and... Hey guys, Dave here. You know those quiet moments in life when you're looking at the stars and you just kind of well, ask God weird. in your head, Where do I come from? Why did you send me here? Well, today we're going to see how the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would answer those questions and others. So before that, let me just tell you how, as a Christian, I would answer that question. We are here, God put us here to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. Uh, our entire purpose is to glorify God. He created us to glorify himself. And that's why. That is why we are here to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Where do we come from? Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And where are we going after we die? The answers to these questions outline what Latter-day Saints call the plan of salvation. Understand going into this, as you'll see, a lot of these teachings come from extra-biblical scripture. So, if you're looking for each of these doctrines to be spelled out plainly in the Bible, you're probably going to be disappointed. And that should be a red flag. I mean, simply put, the fact that supposedly this is a restored gospel, this is something that Jesus initiated while he was here and his apostles uh, carried out, we should be able to find some of this in the Bible, we should be able to find some of this in uh, the writings of early church fathers and so on, and we don't. We find none of this. We find there are going to be some, some scriptures that are twisted and taken out of context to try to use as proof text for this, but none of what he is about to present to you is found in the Bible or any of the writings of the early church fathers. Just forewarning you. So, I'm going to give you a bird's eye view of the plan, and in subsequent videos, I'll get into more detail about each part. First, where do we come from? Let's answer this with a story. Latter-day Saints believe that before we existed on Earth, our spirits existed, and we all lived as a family with our Heavenly Father. Okay. First thing we need to notice is that he is using uh, the Pearl of Great Price here, a book that has been completely proven to be fraudulent. Supposedly, Joseph Smith translated this from some uh, papyri that he had. Um, we have found the exact papyri that he used, and none of what he put down in the Pearl of Great Price came from that papyri, and it was supposedly written by Abraham's own hand. And so, the fact that he is using this is, again, another red flag. This is a book that is unequivocally been proven to be false and the, the fact that the Mormons still use it as scripture is mind-boggling to me 
but supposedly here our spirits live together as this family we're god's spirit children and so on with our uh you know with our big brother jesus and lucifer and so on and we'll get into that more here in a second we call this the pre-mortal life or the pre-existence. You were still you, you developed a personality and attributes and could make your own choices similar to how you do now. We the other thing he just threw up on there, um, Jeremiah, uh, and the whole, the scripture that I knew, before I formed you in your mother's room, I knew you. This is taken out of context, and when you put it back in, this is talking about the omniscience of God, the all-knowing incomprehensible mind of God the fact that he can know us from before he created us does not mean I mean the fact that they say oh well this must prove that we lived with God because how could he know us before he created us God is omniscient he knows everything from the beginning to the end by stating that you are you are removing some of the godlike powers and you are you are reducing God to the level of man which is heretical which is blasphemous god knows everything from the beginning and he knew us before he created us but that doesn't mean we had to live with him in a pre-existent state this scripture that he just put up there that from jeremiah is proof of god's omniscience not of a pre-existent pre-mortal existence we were happy but at that point we could not realize our full potential and so god presented us with a choice He'd formulated a plan that could help us become more like him, a way for us to increase in knowledge and power and capability. Okay, again, now this is disingenuous too, because he's saying that God formulated this plan, but supposedly this was the plan that Jesus formulated and presented to God at the Council of Gods, and Jesus' plan was accepted, and Lucifer's plan was rejected. And so the fact that he's saying that this was a plan that God had uh, created, had had come up with is disingenuous supposedly jesus jehovah um presented this to his father elohim and lucifer presented a plan and lucifer first was rejected and jehovah's was accepted excuse me jehovah's was accepted so again we're finding these little bits and pieces of deception is what it is capability and enjoy a plan to maximize and reach our full potential. That plan included coming to Earth, obtaining a physical body, and making choices between good and evil. You and I agreed to that plan. That's how we ended up here. But some members of our spirit family, led by a spirit named Lucifer, disagreed with the plan. They thought it would be better if each of us were guaranteed eternal life despite our choices. It was a flawed plan and God rejected it. Lucifer and his followers got angry, rebelled, and were banished. Okay, and again, I find it humorous that um, they're using these different pictures and so on, that it, it's almost cartoonish. Um, I wonder who else made a cartoon talking about the plan of LDS plan of salvation. Oh, yeah, it was called the God Makers, and they mocked it on this very show, the God uh, Three Mormons. Well, it was Three Mormons then. Saints Unscripted mocked that very thing, but it didn't completely disagree with anything that they're presented. It may have been a little more sarcastic and so on, but, um, you know, it, I, ju I, I just find the irony amazing. But yet again, here we see talking about Lucifer's plan, and which was rejected. But if Jesus presented a plan, and then we all, we all 
agreed to this plan. I, I don't know. It's just weird. It seems like Jesus's plan was presented and accepted, and that was it. I, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything about a vote to earth these spirits are still here invisibly trying to get us to rebel against god's plan any way they can the same beef they had then is still nagging at them now talk about holding a grudge adam and eve were the first of god's children to receive physical bodies on earth as per the original plan but then something happened they disobeyed god and okay so now here are two things we need to talk about one scripturally it says that god created adam from the dust of the ground and breathed life into him and then created Eve from Adam and again breathed life into them. This was not putting a, an existing spirit into them. It was not, you know, it was God breathing life, creating the, the spirit, the soul, the body, all the things God created at one point, at one time, and made life. It wasn't a pre existent life you know again you're removing the 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 fact that they talk about pre-existent beings and pre-existent intelligences and so on takes away the ability of god to create ex nihilo out of nothing god created everything and so again and then you get into the whole issue of eternal regression and god's father and his father and his father and so on somewhere at some point you have to have a beginning you have to have a god that created ex nihilo you had to have a god that created the intelligences and so on and not procreated with spirit wives and so on and then now we're going to get into this issue of sin here's another thing if this was part of the plan this had to be part of the plan sin was a necessity of the Jesus of Mormonism's plan. It had to happen. God created everything. And now I, we know scripturally that, that God had this plan for redemption of man in place. But it was not God creating, you know, trying to find the right words for this. And the, the Christian idea of salvation repentance and sin and, and death and repentance and so on. Sin was not a required part of that. God created everything perfect and Adam and Eve then did sin and brought death into the world and sin and death into the world by rebelling. And then God had foreseen, again, knew what was going to happen and, and had a plan in place the son eternally existing with the father was going to come and pay the penalty for man's sin. But in the Mormon realm, sin was, I've actually heard Mormon teachers talk about Adam and Eve's fall was a fall up because without the fall, none of this pre-existing plan had anything to do. So mankind fell. Adam and Eve's decision dropped two obstacles on our path to returning and becoming more like our Heavenly Father. The first one is physical death. One of the purposes of earth life was to receive a physical body, but because of death, we're going to lose that body, and that sucks. The second obstacle is spiritual death, or the spiritual separation from God caused by sin. God cannot tolerate sin, so... So again... So what he just said was Jesus's plan was for us to come to earth, have a physical body and make choices between good and evil. 
But if evil wasn't there, if sin wasn't there, then why was that part of the plan? Why, how, how did these become obstacles now? Because they had to actually be intentional portions of in order for man to have to make these choices between good and evil. So the fact that each of us has sinned is a major problem. So what do we do? Well, it's all part of the plan. God had foreseen the danger these obstacles posed and his son, Jesus Christ, volunteered to help out. Jesus Christ is central, vital, and is... Okay, notice here right now, the, the cross, well, he does mention the cross in a minute and Jesus' death, but the whole talk about salvation and atonement is all done in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is, again, one of those issues that, that Christianity has with Mormonism, the teaching that all this stuff happened in the Garden. It did not, it, salvation did not happen in the Garden it happened on the cross. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let them go. Essential to the plan of salvation. Only through him can we overcome the two obstacles that block our path back home. Jesus Christ lived a perfect, sinless life. Yet, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he took upon himself every sin mankind had, has, and will have to offer. He the Bible tells us that Jesus took the record of our sin and nailed it to the cross does not say anything about him taking it in the garden. Did he anguish in the garden? He knew what he was going to go through. He knew he was going to die for the sins of mankind on the cross. And that was what was causing him anguish in the garden. The simple fact that they negate the cross as part of the atonement and is just a, a you know necessity of Jesus overcoming death, but is blasphemous. This is a different gospel. You know, supposedly Jesus is suffering for the sins of mankind in the garden, but all through scripture it says there is no, no salvation. There's no atonement without the shedding of blood. Jesus had to die on the cross. It was not, you know, otherwise, you know, they didn't just stress out the sheep in the Old Testament until they bled from every pore. They, they killed them, not murdered them. They killed them. They sacrificed them. They took the lifeblood to atone for the sins of, of Israel. Jesus poured out his blood, his lifeblood, on the cross, not in the garden, so that men will be able to repent and trust in his work and, and be saved. He felt them. He experienced them. He suffered for them. He paid the price for them. And his suffering allows each of us to repent. The price that was paid was his life, not the suffering in the garden. I can't express that enough that this is a false gospel that is being presented right now. And as Paul said, even if an angel comes to you and presents a, a gospel that they did not teach, he is to be anathema. He is an accursed. And this, this, is, this is accursed and be forgiven for our sins. Only through this continual process can we become spiritually clean again. But there's still one obstacle left, physical death. As you know, Christ died on the cross. His body was sealed in a sepulcher. Three days later, he took his body back. He broke the chains of death and extends that same blessing for free to each of us. Each of us, righteous or wicked, will receive a resurrected, immortal, physical body one day. If not for Jesus Christ, we simply could not overcome the obstacles of the fall. We would be worse off than if we'd never chosen God's plan to begin with. We'd end up as disembodied, sinful spirits like Satan and his followers, forever separated from our heavenly home. Now, this is what the, the scripture says. When now everyone, there, there's going to be a resurrection. We know this. And everyone is going to be resurrected and then there's judgment. 
and Jesus is going to separate the, the, the sheep from the goats. And the goats are going to be eternally separated. But what Mormons will teach you, and he doesn't get into it specifically here, but this is true, is he's saying all these people that are resurrected are going to go to one level of heaven or another. And I'm sure he'll get into that in the next upcoming videos. But everybody who is with sin, no matter what you've done, murderers with no repentance will be resurrected and, and allowed into one level of heaven because they agreed, like he said earlier, to Jesus's plan and this plan of salvation, which is a false gospel. That is why Latter-day Saints and other Christians are so crazy about Jesus Christ. He saves us. Now, we're not done with the plan yet. We've still got to cover a few important points about the purpose of life and a ton of stuff about the afterlife. But this is a good stopping point for this video. Check out the links in the description for more info on... Sure, this is a good, as good a stopping point as any. Um, and then again, we'll see more and more of this as we get deeper into it. But... Everything you've seen here so far, there's nothing biblical to support any of this. And it actually, much of it goes against what the Bible teaches. So, you know, in, in Psalms 139, it, it makes it very clear that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are knit together in our mother's womb. Body, spirit, soul, all of that is to put together at one point in time. It's not a body created so another spirit being can come and be part of it. God creates everything at that point of conception. And that's what we believe as Christians. So that's what the Bible makes very clear. And so, again, I'm going to hope this is helpful to you guys. I hope this, and we'll, we'll get deeper and deeper into this as we go on. But so I'll leave you with this. Um, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words, they're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.